If you have your Bible, and I hope you do, join me in Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to look at four verses there this morning, right in the end of the chapter, and spend some time talking about them and talking about some other things as well. But let's just let's start the morning, set the stage uh, for what we're going to talk about by reading these verses together. And this chapter in, in my Bible is titled, A Father's Wise Advice. You know, the Proverbs is full of, of just great wisdom. I mean, it's packed full of wisdom and good advice. And, you know, our challenge as we read the Proverbs is honestly just to take it to heart. And, you know, just not ignore it. Uh, but we do that sometimes. But anyway, Proverbs chapter 4, let's go down to verse 25 and read those last four verses together as we get started. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. I started two verses too early, but that's okay. We'll keep going. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Those two verses weren't in my message this morning, but that's okay. Take those words to heart as well. Now verse 25, where I told you we would start. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. So much good wisdom, instruction, direction for us in those verses. And you'll notice on the screen it says Summer Sundays 2022. We're, for some of you, summer has been over for a couple of weeks. Because as teachers, you're back to school. You've got kids in the classroom. You consider, you consider summers being over. For me, this is, this is the end of the summer. This is the last Sunday in August. And so I'm calling it the end of summer. I'm getting a smile over here. Um, but let's just talk about that for a second. What is summer, right? This was, this was our first summer as a church. And there were a lot of things that, that happened if you look back and think about it. Of course, uh, the first thing that was huge for us, and I was thinking about it a lot this morning when I was setting up stuff and tearing down the tables, we had an intern for the summer. And when I'm tearing down the tables on Sunday mornings, I miss him a lot because that was, that was his job. Um, but we had somebody with us that... Um, for me, the, the, the best thing when I talk about Garrett and I think about Garrett, the best thing, the way I describe him to people, he got it. He understood what we were doing here and wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, worship was great, and he helped us with setup, and there were other things that he did. But, you know, just to have that energy as part of who we are, he got it and, and wanted to be here and wanted to be with us. Just like the mission teams that we had. We had three mission teams that came this summer. And, and that, was, that was huge because we've, we have waited 
for that opportunity. We did have one that came last summer that helped us get started, but we've waited for the opportunity to have teams to come that want to be here, that get what we're doing and wanted to be a part of it. And they helped us go around and knock on doors and we covered a lot of territory and we burned some hamburgers, not literally, but we burned some hamburgers and had a get together or two and just had a great time with people coming to be a part of who we are and and was encouraging for us we also um, we've had the opportunity for some partnerships to get kicked off and I know I said a second ago to me this is the end of summer teachers you've already gone back to school and so it kind of took the back to school for these partnerships to start evolving but we, we've got a brand new partnership with Dessau Elementary School uh, that's evolving like crazy. Uh, can't wait to see what some of these opportunities are going to be. Uh, by the way, Mrs. Allen did have uh, her baby girl. Everybody's healthy and doing well. Uh, she had the baby on Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, and everybody's doing well. Uh, that's, we. I, I guess I could say we finally get to share that news um, because she had gotten to the point of being miserable. Uh, but what's the baby's name? Raya? Raya is here and healthy, and everybody's doing well, so the, a celebration. Uh, but that partnership that's going to be so vital, and then just this last week, another one that I've anticipated started to take shape. I met with uh, the counselor at Dessau Middle School. They're right next to each other. Kind of God's working some things out in this little area on the south side of Pflugerville over here like crazy. Uh, but met with Dessau Middle School uh, to connect with them and be a part of a brand new FCA chapter, which I love the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I think this is going to be phenomenal. First time they've had this. Um, but in that conversation, as I'm speaking with the counselor and I'm telling him that we've partnered at Dessau Elementary School and the principal at Dessau Elementary School happens to be the sister of the principal at Dessau Middle School and they're both believers and God is crazy good he just asked me he's like so you want to be here too and so another opportunity and what is so good about that and the way God is working these things out Dessau Elementary School those students go to Dessau Middle School as they transition and then they go to I won't say the high school that is kind of my high school. But anyway, um, it's, it's part of the, the feeder. And so what the opportunity now is developing is for students that I'll get to know and we'll get to know at Dessau Elementary School. We're going to get to know them and stay with them and continue to watch them grow in the middle school while we have the opportunity with two sets of teachers to share God's love with them too. I mean, just, just amazing opportunities. And, you know, through some of this, there's, and I'm going to say this this way on purpose, there's been some downs, but there's been a whole lot of ups. And in my notes, I capitalized ups, capital U, capital P, because there's been a whole lot of good stuff, and we're going forward. And that's the whole thing that we're talking about this morning and why we're in Proverbs chapter 4. Today, as we wrap up the summer, we're talking about looking forward. 
And what's going to be really difficult for me this morning is because we've got our first birthday celebration coming in two weeks. And I'm going to be talking this morning about looking forward, but I've got to be careful and, and contain myself to not talk about what it's going to mean September 12th forward for the second year. Um, so just bear with me. You, I'll just tell you now, you might hear some things on the 11th that you hear this morning. I, just, I know I just set a different date. The 12th is our anniversary. We're celebrating it on the 11th because that's the Sunday. You might hear some things that are the same. So just smile at me when you do. That's, yeah, just smile at me because it's what we're going to do. And guess what? This morning, you're going to hear some things that we've already talked about this summer. Because I thought what a, there's not a better way to bring the summer to the end, anticipating what's coming, looking forward by just going back through, not in detail, I'm not going to re-preach these messages that we've talked about before. It even says it right here in my notes. Don't re-preach each one. That's not what we're going to do. But we're just going to, for a couple of minutes, just kind of a little recap, especially the last three or four weeks as we talk about moving forward. And this summer, in the good stuff and all the great things that, that have happened, we've talked about lots of things. We've talked about our dependence. Remember on Independence Day, we celebrated our dependence on God. We talked about interruptions. Joe challenged us that Sunday with what are the things that interrupt life, get in the way of our pursuit of God. We talked about the challenges that are facing the church because right in the middle of the summer, there was a mess that blew up again in our culture just like it's been blowing up for almost three years. And we just, we paused for that Sunday and we talked about the challenges that are facing the church and what our heart needs to be as we go out into the world. We need to speak the truth, remember? We need to carry the truth forward, but we don't carry it with a sledgehammer. We're not Thor when we go out speaking the truth. And maybe there's an opportunity that there is a need for that, to stand boldly proclaiming the truth. But as we go in this world that we live in and the challenges that are all around us, we've got to go with sensitivity, proclaiming the truth, never backing down. We never back down from the truth. But there's a way as we go and we share the love of Christ with people that we do that with love. And we do that with, con with concern, care, and compassion. Because if we go too loud, like Thor, we may close the door and never have an opportunity to speak truth again. But if we go in love and compassion, we never know what opportunity we're going to have. And a lot of that is just in the way that we live our lives. Our lives speak a ton as we go. We also talked about going all in. You know, and that's, that's been something for us as a church that we've shared together and we've talked through for the most of this year about being all in and being a part of the work that God has called us to do. 
And then that, that gets us to the last three or four weeks where we've had some big reminders. And I just real quick, just real quick want to look at those again and remind you of a couple of things from those. There was a week that we talked about, if not me, then who? And if you remember that week, we talked about making disciples, right? And this, this fits in with everything that we've talked about all summer and, and talked about just a couple of minutes ago as we're going into the world and sharing the love of Christ, the, the passion that we have of, to share the story of the things that he's done to change us. We have the opportunity with people all around us all of the time. And when we hear that word disciple, make disciples and discipleship, we can make that so complicated and we can get it all twisted up into a mess and then just kind of leave it sitting. And when we talk to somebody about becoming a disciple, you know, we're, it almost seems like we're trying to point them into a classroom somewhere, which that's good too, to have a, a connection with people in a Bible study to be disciples and, and dig deeper. But you know, we can confuse people when we talk about discipleship because what it boils down to as a disciple, as a student of Christ, it boils down to a relationship with someone. A relationship with someone. And discipleship takes place best one-on-one. -on -one. Maybe one person to two. When you get in those big groups, you've got a group. And you don't always get to go as deep as you would with someone on an individual, heart-to-heart, relationship basis when it all comes to the, to the issue of equipping people with the truth. That's discipleship. That's being a student of Christ. Equipping people with the truth. And a lot of that is, again, by the way that we live our faith out loud as we go. And remember some of the things that we talked about because these are, these are challenges for us and it, and it includes these things. The way we handle situations in front of people. You want to you talk about how we disciple somebody? The way we handle something when people are watching teaches like crazy. It teaches like crazy when people see how we react. Because what they see and what they hear influences them a ton. And if we are saying in the crowd, if we're saying I'm a Christ follower, I'm a disciple of Christ, but then something comes at us that's out of left field and the words that come out of our mouths and the actions that come out of our bodies, if they don't reflect Christ, I don't have to tell you, you can think of it for yourself. What, you know, what do people around you think? What do they think of Jesus Christ? And what do they think of you when it comes to your relationship with him? I, you know, honestly, that's one of those things. If you're, you're, you're claiming to be a disciple and a follower of Christ, something happens and it comes out of your mouth and your actions don't reflect it. I bet you they're not going to be really interested in the Jesus that you claim to follow. And I'm not saying you, pointing the fingers at you. I'm saying us. I'm talking to me too. So don't ever think 
Don't ever think I'm just speaking to you. I'm speaking to us as well. And remember, witnessing, that's taking people as far as they're willing to go. We can't force anything, but our lives can point people to Jesus, and we all have a circle of influence. That's, that's the key for us to remember when it comes to our relationship with Christ and discipling those people around us. We all have, to, we all have a circle of influence, and we don't have to be in charge to have an influence either. We're making a difference in lives in the people around us by the way that we live as disciples of Christ, period. Then a couple of weeks later, we talked about surrender, and surrender is a scary thing, right? Surrender is a scary thing, and remember, we talked about two different words that week because our word as a church for the year of 2022 is commit. Being all in, I've said this already this morning, but being all in to what we're doing as a church, what God has called us to do. And, and that's great, and that's how we should be as a body, as a family. We should be all in for what God has called us to do here. But when it comes to our lives with Christ and our walk with the Father, it goes a whole lot deeper than commit. We're talking about surrender, which means giving something up. And what we're giving up is us. We're giving up our control. And I'm here, I'm really talking to me this morning because I love to control things. I love to have control of things going on around me. My calendar is full because my calendar makes me feel like I've got control because I know where I'm supposed to be and who's supposed to be there and what is supposed to happen. I don't know about your calendars, but mine usually blows up by 8 o'clock in the morning. But I feel like I'm in control, and I'm committed to those things on my calendar. But my life has got to be surrendered to Christ. I have to give up my control. I have to submit. I have to stop fighting. I have to stop holding on. And I've got to walk around like this or like this in my relationship with Christ because I can't do this. And that's what surrender is. I cannot do this. I sure can try, but I sure am going to stumble and fall and fail when I'm trying to hold on to it. But when I walk around like this as Christ is leading me, it sure is a whole lot easier to follow him and see how he works when I'm not trying to steer the boat, not trying to hold on. And remember, there was a quote, and I just love this, and I want to share it with you this morning, because this is, this speaks a lot of truth, and this was Adrian Rogers talking about the man that he had had the encounter with in Romania, and what that man shared with him, and again, just real quick, I won't read the whole thing, but what that man shared with him is that as Western Christians, as our culture here has evolved We've changed the words. And now we talk to people about committing their lives to Christ instead of talking to people about the reality of surrendering their lives to Christ. We've, we've, we've even, in Heath language, we've even kind of dumbed this whole thing down. Yeah, I'll, I'll commit my life to Christ. Shouldn't be the, the question and shouldn't be the thought. Will you surrender your life to Christ? Because that takes a whole lot more of you. That takes all of you. And that takes a whole lot of faith. 
And that's where we were last week. We talked about Noah, one of my favorite accounts in the Bible, as we talked about Noah. And there's just, there were so many things in that that for me just speak volumes about our faith. Because in, in our surrender to let go and let God and living our life in faith, I don't think God, and, and I'll say it this way, I don't think God's going to come and ask one of us to build an ark. But if he did, if he came and he asked Keith to build an ark, my first response, my first response, even standing up here this morning telling you all this stuff about how we ought to live our lives, if God were to speak to me tonight and tell me, you need to build an ark, I'm going to say, you want me to build what? Because it just, it makes no sense. And that, that's, that's what I wanted you to really get last week. When it comes to living our lives of faith in surrender, it doesn't make sense in the world around us. And, and like we learned from Noah, he was asked to do things and he lived, he followed God's command and he lived a life of faith around things that had never happened before. And that's what we've got to consider. What would God ask, might God ask us to do that's never happened before that's going to take a giant, a giant step of faith that asks us to be different from the crowd, to live our faith, to live our righteousness because of Christ, not because he's made us perfect, but because he's made us right and he's taken away the guilt that we carry from our sins. He's made us right. And then to be faithful, to live that faith out, to live our life of surrender when it makes absolutely no sense. The summer was short, right? But do y'all see all of the things that we've talked about and that we've explored together and we've challenged each other with for the summer? Because, you know, that's, that's the thing, that's the key for all of us is that we have not just Heath standing up in front of the room, not just Joe standing up in front of the room, but we as a group, as a family, we're challenging each other in this and we're challenging each other not to just be satisfied in the world and not to just live our humdrum lives and I'm not saying our lives are boring but not to just live our humdrum lives and going on every day doing whatever but to live in surrender to live in bold faith to live different and we we have and we've got to continue to challenge each other in this the summer's over, and we're starting a new school year. And one of those things that's so very exciting for me about the school year is routine comes back. I shared this with you a few weeks ago. Because in the summer, there's not a whole lot of routine. Because we can sleep late. We can do some things. But now, routine is, is coming back. Yeah, Al, it, I know. It, it, for you, that yeah, that, that's not what... That's not life for you, but it, it, it is. And, and, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that routine. But here's the challenge for all of us as routines come back around or as routines continue is not to forget these things, not to forget how God has challenged all of us, but to continue to live these things out together, to challenge each other and to do it with excitement. 
Two words that you've heard me say 10,000 times, I hope, that you haven't tuned me out, is what's next. And that all, all of this brings us to that question, what's next? Or as, as you might say, now what? What's next are two fantastic words. And I want, I want you to hear me on this because I never want to confuse anybody when I say what's next. It's, those words don't come from a dissatisfaction with where I am. And like, okay, this has gotten boring now. Let's close this chapter and let's move on to something else. What's next for me and, and what I hope for you is that challenge of looking forward right where we are, doing what we're doing, living our surrendered life in faith, expecting God to do something and us to be ready to be aware and be right in the middle of what he's going to do. Not a move somewhere else, but a move ahead. That's what's next. That's that anticipation, a lot of anticipation for what God is going to do and the excitement to get to be a part of it. That's, that's what's next. You know, all right, God, what's next? Where are we going? What are we doing today? What are we doing next week? What are we doing next year even? Anticipating all of the things he's going to do. Looking forward to that opportunity to build an ark. What if he does ask us for something crazy like that? Our answer's got to be yes. As a church, our answer's got to be yes. It's got to be what's next. And then when he speaks, okay. And not, not like some of our kids say. I don't know how your kids answer you, but mine are now grown adults and ask them to do something. It's like, okay. Right? I'm talking about what's next. Well, Heath, here we go. All right. You know, it, it's an excitement because we've anticipated what God wants us to do. Not knowing, but anticipating that he wants something. And he's going to ask something. And we're going to step in ready to go. And let, so let's, let's look back at that text again from Proverbs chapter 4. We read it. We've talked, and now let's bring it back to where now maybe it'll make a little more sense. Verse 25, how do we do this? Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what is before you. Remember, waiting in anticipation for him to ask as we look ahead. But we've got to fix our eyes on him. That's focus. Focus. There's too much stuff going on in the world around us, right? And it's so easy, it's so easy to get looking around and as I like to say, squirrels come into the room. I can see squirrels all over the room and here this morning because of things that are racing through my mind. But in our walk with Christ, focus. Look straight ahead. It's that runner's analogy. You know, when you run and I don't. But when you run, you don't look down at your feet because you, no, you have no clue where you're going. And you don't look around because you get off course. You look up and you look straight ahead. 
Watch a, watch a runner. Watch a trained runner. That's what they're doing. They're focused on where they're going. And for us as Christ followers, we've got to look straight ahead with focus as we're looking for his clarity on the direction that he's taking us. Verse 26, mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Focus, look up, look ahead, follow what he's doing. And we know from Matthew chapter 7, the path is narrow, the path is hard. It takes faith and it takes surrender. We don't want to be on the crazy wide path. We want to be on that straight, narrow path that is difficult. A walk with Christ is not easy. But I don't want easy because if I'm challenged to stay focused, it's, I'm going to stay on that path. And then verse 27, again, all coming together. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. And again, those distractions of life that are working for our attention. We can't be looking around at those things. We've got to be focused in anticipation, excited for what he may ask us or require us to do. That's how we've got to live individually. That's what we've got to do together as a church in anticipation of where he's taking us in anticipation of what he might ask us to do. Living our faith out loud, especially when it makes no sense in the world around us. And I hope for you, I hope, I pray for you, that's the challenge that you've heard and that's the challenge that you're willing to accept as we're going forward into what he has next for Crosswalk Pflugerville, but what he has next for each one of us individually. Let's pray together. And Father, again, we just, God, we just thank you for Father, for the truth of your word. And God, I, I, I thank you, and I hope, I hope that my family thanks you as well, that we can live in excited anticipation for what you have for us next. And God, as we, as we wrap up our summer, as we wrap up this year, God, I hope, oh, I pray, the two words that we're asking you constantly living by is what's next. Father, show us what's next. Show us what you would have us to do. And God, I pray that our answer will always be yes. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship together.